0: with me to the book of John chapter three. It's been a very long night uh, and I stand here today with a lot of conflicting emotions, thoughts in my mind, but I do feel like the Lord has given me something simple as it may be for someone here in this building today. <clears throat> John chapter three is. A very, very familiar passage of Scripture to anybody that knows anything about the Bible. It is the passage of Scripture that contains the most powerful declaration to mankind. For God so loved the world. Amen. Aren't you thankful that He loved you? And that He gave? Amen. But I want to read beginning with verse number 1. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou hast done except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born Jesus answering answered, said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered him and said, How can these things be? Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not going to preach what some of you think I'm going to preach today. Some of you think I'm going to be preaching about uh, the doctrinal uh, issue of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to talk about that, but that's not what my purpose here today is. My subject today to you is this. God knows how to work it out. God knows the how. He knows your how. And he's already got an answer for it. And you might as well get ready and open up for it because God wants to give you an answer today. Would you clap your hands to the Lord? Praise the name of the Lord. We give you praise and we give you honor. Thank you, Jesus. And God bless you. You may be seated The third chapter of John carries a very powerful message of hope to anyone who reads it. There are truths that are found within this writing that are powerful and life-changing. And if you read them and embrace them and understand them, they will fill you with hope. As a matter of fact, this chapter is a repository of hope. Because among all of the things that are said, the greatest revelation that I shared with you a moment ago is that God so loved the world. That powerful truth is the reason that we're even here today. Because he loved us. If there had been no love, if there had been no compassion... There would be no reason for us to even be in this building or doing what we're doing. The reason the worship team worship and, and help lead us into the presence of the Lord today is because underneath all of that is an abiding and never dying love that God has toward mankind, and He wants to somehow connect us to that love. ...in a way that will be life-changing and forever changing. Somebody said amen. Amen. The story begins with the conversation. The conversation of a hungry man. Not just any man, but a man of means. Nicodemus is his name. He is a wealthy man by all accounts... He is the one that after the crucifixion of Christ came with a hundred pounds of myrrh and alloys to anoint the body of Christ after his crucifixion. So in order for that to happen, there had to be means and wealth. And so Nicodemus was a man of such means. He was not only a man of wealth, but he was a man with a religious bent unlike any other. He was a Pharisee. He was a man among men. In the realm of religion, he was known and he knew so many things. There's something about his life that is so amazing because these men, the Pharisees, were men who committed themselves to The word, the law, the scribal law. And they committed themselves to observing every detail of the law. The Pharisee did that. The scribe would write the law. He would interpret what the law said and put it in everyday language for the man to to understand. And then the Pharisee is the man who attempted to live out all of those principles. He was a righteous man by many me by, by, by many standards, and he was a man who was dedicated to a very uh, important and worthy cause. And he was a ruler. The Bible said of the Jews that meant that he sat on the supreme court of, uh, of the Jewish people. Their their legislative system. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, and so here is this wealthy religious ruler coming to Jesus by night with questions and with curiosity in light of this passage of scripture it is amazing when you consider all that Nicodemus was and who he was that he would even come to one called Jesus but here he is he He is a man on a mission. He is looking for answers. He is searching. Uh, He marvels at what Jesus has done, the things that have happened. They could not have been done except God would be with him or in him somehow. But that hunger was not uh, satisfied with the things that he knew and how he interpreted. And when he got tired enough of his own frustrations, he decided to make a journey and here's a man that in his own heart is unsettled and he is missing something he's got all of these credentials he's got everything going for him he's got everything on his side and yet down inside there is this emptiness something is not right All the things that he could do, there were just some things that Nicodemus still could not do. And he didn't know how to work that out. He didn't know what the remedy was. He didn't know what the answer was. And so he comes to Jesus by night. And here is this wise man who is puzzled and he is perplexed. He is a man with honors, but he is empty. He is a man... With esteem and he is highly regarded among his peers but he is a man with many questions. Religion had given him a knowledge of God but it had never allowed him to really experience that God. And so here he is talking and asking questions. He is wrestling with the eternal problem of mankind and that problem is simply this You know you need to change, but you just don't know how to do it. You know you need a change, but you don't know how to make it happen. You know something's not right, but you don't know how to work it out. You know something is not as it should be. You know there's just something innate in you that tells you this is not right. I'm missing something. Something is not right. It's not not where it ought to be. And so here is this man that is filled with all of these questions that knows he needs a change, that all of his religious knowledge has not been able to to accomplish what he really needed, and he, he can't seem to change himself. He doesn't know how to work it out. I'm talking to some people this morning that are dealing with some hows in your life right now, some questions that you don't know how to work out. I wrestled with some this morning myself at one o'clock in the morning. I've been up most of the night in prayer, but I've wrestled with some things that, that you come up against in life that you just can't seem to find a remedy for. You don't know how it's going to work out. You don't know how to work it out. And it's one of those things that if you touch it, you can make it worse by your touch. And so all that I know to do is just bring it to the one that knows how to work it out. And say, God, I want to put this in your hands. Because you're the one that has the answer to my how. You're the one that has the answer to my question. And you know how to work it out. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to find the answers in ourselves. And we do a lot of things. We do a lot of stuff. People just look around at all the bizarre things people do to try to find answers. But at the end of the day, when they lay down at night, there's still that gnawing, agonizing question how? How? How, how, and finally Nicodemus gets to somebody that knows how to work the how out. Hallelujah. He knows how to answer the questions that trouble you the most. And here's the bottom line for Nicodemus and for all of us is that it has to be a spiritual experience because you're not going to work it out on your own and you're not going to figure out the answer to what needs to be done. But I tell you what you can do. You can put yourself in line with the move of God's Spirit and watch God's Spirit work something out and bring a remedy into your life that you could not find in yourself. God knows how we are so limited by our own knowledge of what to do and some of you are dealing with problems in your family and in your home perhaps in your own personal life that you don't you don't know what to do more importantly you don't know how to work it out but he does he does and all that you need to do this morning is just get yourself in the place where Nicodemus did I need an audience with you Jesus I need to talk to you right now I need you to help me work something out because I don't have the answer. I don't know what to do. If I put my hand to it, it's just going to muddy the waters. It's going to make it worse. But I know, God, that if you put your hand on it, if there is a move of your spirit, the movement of your spirit can change everything. The movement of your spirit can alter the atmosphere. When the wind begins to blow, anything can happen Oh, yes, come on, praise him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So many times there are questions that cause us a lot of agony and keep us up long hours in the night when the real remedy is just simply coming to him and saying, God, I don't know how, but you do. I don't know how. How can a man be born again? Well... Nicodemus you misunderstood me I'm not talking about going back I'm talking about something happening from above that's what some of you've been trying to go back and fix stuff and you can't go back far enough to fix it do you hear me you can't go back far enough to fix it what you need to happen is something from above to take place. Because when something happens from above, it'll take place. It'll take care of what happened back there. It will take care of those things that you messed up back there. Amen. And he knows how. He does. He knows how. Amen. He knows the answer to your questions right now. He's got the remedy for your problems right now. And all he's waiting on is somebody to make their way to him like Nicodemus. Hey, somebody criticized him because he came in the middle of the night. You know what I think? It doesn't matter how you get there. just It matters how you leave. What matters is something happened when he got there that changed the trajectory of his life. Otherwise, you wouldn't read about him later on in the book. But I'm telling you, something happened that day that turned the trajectory of his life. And something can happen in this place today that can turn your life in a direction and point you in a direction that will move you closer to what God has designed for your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody say he knows how. He knows how. Wait a he knows how. Yes. The Lord visited a young girl by the name of Mary. Mary, I want to use you. I'm going to use you in an unusual kind of way. I want you to become the repository of my seed and I want you to give birth to a child. You're going to be blessed. You're highly favored. And Mary's question is quite like many of our questions. When God comes to us with something that's just too hard for us to believe, how, how can this be? How? How can this be? And the Lord spoke and said I'll tell you how the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow You see, what a man cannot do and what humanity cannot produce, the Spirit of the Almighty can bring to pass every time. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with right now. It doesn't matter what your mind is confused over. I want to tell you where you can come and find answers. I want to tell you there's one here in this place today that has the remedy for your confusion and he has a word for your life. Ah, yes. Yes. The Holy Ghost can make it happen. Praise God. Amen. God has a remedy for your confusion today. Praise God. He has a remedy for your confusion. And the limitations that you put on yourself. The limitations that you put around your life. I just don't know how. I don't know how. I'm going to tell you how. God. God, that's how God is going to make it happen. Amen. Do you think that God would be at a loss as to what to do in this hour. This critical moment in time when we're moving toward the culmination of God's purpose in the earth, do you think God would be wringing his hands thinking, what am I going to do next? He knows how it's going to work out and he knows how to work it out. So here's what you need to do. You need to un... Well, let me go back. You need to quit putting so much... So much emphasis and so much interest... Into what man can do. And start putting a lot more emphasis upon what God can do. Because according to man... According to man, this is as good as it gets. I have news for you. This isn't even close to as good as it gets. God has something better to say for my life. And he's got an answer and a remedy for my confusion and my turmoil. And you know what? You can stand. All, all that really needs to happen is some of you just need to get in the presence of the Lord for a little while. You've been in the presence of all your friends on Facebook and hadn't figured out one problem, It hadn't solved one issue in your life. I don't care how many times they thumb up or thumb down what you say. That's not where your answer is. Your answer is in the presence of the Lord. You can go sit on the counselor's seat, and I'm not against that. But I'm just telling you there's some things that only God can work out. And when you put yourself in that place, God is always faithful to work it out in your life. He will help you figure out how. Praise God. Feel the Holy Ghost in this building right now. He knows how to work it out. He knows how to work it out. He knows how to work it out. The potter had this lump of clay he's working on. He has an an image and an idea in his mind of what he wants to shape and form a vessel of use, a vessel to sell. But as he's working on it, the Bible says it is marred in the hand of the potter. There's something about it that just doesn't want to give. It doesn't want to yield. It doesn't want to move. You know, if it was you and I, we ran up against a problem like that. We'd just (laughs) wad that, throw it to the side and get us another piece and start over but that's not what the potter did the bible said that he took it and he crushed it evidently he took something out of it whatever it was that resistance and he worked it over and he made it another vessel not a lesser vessel but another vessel how can that be because God knows how to work it out God knows how to work it out. And if you stay in His hands... And you let him keep working. I don't care what kind of character flaws are in your life. I don't care what kind of issues you struggle with. I don't care what your family background is. I don't care what your degree, your pedigree. I don't care what your DNA says. I don't care what the doctors have said about you. I don't care what the psychologists have said about you. I'm just telling you that when you stay in the potter's hand, the potter knows how to work it out. He knows how to work it out. He knows how to keep working until the right thing comes to pass. And there are people in this building right now that are frustrated because it's just not working and you don't know how to make it work. Your marriage, your family, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. If you're with your spouse, you need to come to the altar and say this is where it's going to start. This is where a redo start. This is where a makeover starts. This is where a renewing starts. This is where a rebirth starts. We need something to happen from above. I'm tired of all this earthly stuff. It's got me in more trouble. It's just got me deeper into depression. I need something from above to happen to me today. Come on, reach up to the Lord right now, everybody in this building. Reach up to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Born from above. That's what we need today, Lord. We need to be born from above. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Let me put myself in a position where you can work it out today. Let me put myself in a position where you can work it out today, God. Let me put myself in a place where you can work, you can work it out. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 God knows how to work it out. I said he knows how to work it out. 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 He knows, hey, come on, put yourself in a place where he can work it out. Come on, some of you standing back there, you need to be up here at the altar. Come on, put yourself in a place where he can work it out. Put yourself in a place where his hand can rest upon you. I need answers that only can come from you. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Yes, I need answers that only you can give, Lord. I need that anointing that comes from above.